Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Okay, folks, this is huge. This is absolutely monumental. That would be uh, minimal hobnobbing, mainly because I am can't really hobnob with yourself, although I'm going to try. So I'm going to give a little pause. The intro is going to come in, and then we're going to get down to business. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush, Ben Taylor, and Nate Pass. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever and wherever you are listening, welcome to episode 139 of the Dad Bod Golf Pod, proudly a member of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nate Pass. Joining me tonight, absolutely nobody. Okay? Absolutely nobody joining me tonight. Kyle rushes at a daddy-daughter dance. Ben Taylor sits on the board of a nonprofit that helps recovering shopaholics. He is at a board meeting tonight. So it is just Nate hobnobbing away with himself. It's going to be a short episode. Just please bear with me. Try to hold on with me, folks, okay? Because if the idea of just Nate doing an episode by himself scares the everlasting shit out of you, don't worry. It does me, too. We're in this together. Let's get it going. Let's light it up. We're going to talk about what's on everybody's lips from tour pros down to the 25 handicap, and that is the Saudi golf league. Before we get into that, I would be remiss if I did not tell you that this episode, as per usual, is brought to you by betonline.ag, okay? Super Bowl just happened. That doesn't mean that there's not more gambling to be done. We've got NBA basketball. College basketball is heating up. The tournaments are coming. Baseball, hopefully, coming soon. Go to betonline.ag. Punch in the code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-50. They're going to stack 50% on top of whatever you put in, okay? You put in 100, you're going to get 150. You put in 200, you're going to get 300. Math, baby. Lock and load, betonline.ag, where the game starts. Okay, so the Saudi League is absolutely heating up. Uh, we've talked about it a couple of different times this episode. Uh, it's kind of was this uh, mysterious, we didn't really know, and then all of a sudden it got a face. The shark got attached to it. And now it's on everybody's lips, including uh, Charlie Hoffman, who made some egregious comments about it. it it's suddenly uh, it's like a, a punchline now, almost. But the Saudi League storylines are popping up everywhere. Uh, the One of the big storylines that broke this week is that they have 20 players signed up and ready to go. That was their goal, was to have 20 players before they really go full-blown announcement. And the plan is to announce the week of the players, which, if you ask me, is an absolutely level 9,000 pettiness, and I'm here for it. Let's get it going. The Saudi League clearly has no issue being controversial has no issue trying to steal the spotlight, which is honestly the entire goal of the Saudi league is to steal the spotlight. So we've got a couple main players here. We've already talked about Greg Norman uh, and and he'll have a a huge role as the, the face of it, but he won't, he won't play. Bryson and Phil are the two people that I want to hone in on and I want to focus on tonight. And they're, they're polar opposite. They have polar opposite, uh, roles i guess in this 
we've we've discussed Bryson a little bit. He's been offered the $130 million to basically be the poster boy, to be, you know, I, I keep I keep referring to the shark as the face, but Bryson would be the face of this Saudi league. And then we've got Phil, and and Phil's on the whole opposite end of the spectrum because, you know, let me go back to Bryson for a second. Bryson has a lot to lose. Bryson is, uh, you could consider him at the peak of his career. He's playing the best golf that he can play. Uh, he has tons of golf in front of him to play, unless these injuries keep popping up because he swings too hard and works out too hard, which is entirely possible. But I digress. Bryson has a ton to lose. His career sort of hangs in the balance if he decides to make this move. On the complete opposite end of the spectrum, Phil can do this for kicks and giggles. Phil has this unique place where he's 51 years old. He's eligible for the Champions Tour, which he doesn't seem to care about that much. It seems to dabble in it if he feels like it. He still plays in tour events. He still plays in majors. Uh, he did prove us wrong. I was about to say he probably won't contend in majors, but good gracious, he just won the PGA Championship, what, less than a year ago at 50 years old. But he's got this unique opportunity where he doesn't care. Uh, he is, is on the kind of the back end of his golf career, but he has as much influence. You could call him possibly the second most influential guy in golf behind Tiger Woods. So he's got all this pull, and now he's lent his name to this tour that a few months ago was this odd, mysterious, not sure what's going on. Now, all of a sudden, boom, Greg Norman, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson. Those are three powerful, three heavy-hitting names. This is no longer a joke. This is not trying to poach some 125 to 150 conditional status guys and go make a new tour. This is the real deal now. Yeah, Phil made some extremely strong comments. He's obviously not afraid to say anything. He made some uh, uh, disparaging remarks, you could say, towards uh, the Saudis. And, and, and there were some cultural remarks, uh, comments about how they um, execute people for, for being gay. They're talking about how scary they are. He used some very strong language, which we will not use on the show. So, And he's clearly not afraid to talk very uh, candidly about these people that he's considering getting in bed with. And then he makes it very obvious that uh, as opposed to a Bryson, as opposed to uh, Jason Kokrak, who came out and said, Hey, I just want to get some money so I can retire when I'm 44. He wants to use it as leverage because he's in a pissing match with the PGA tour, which uh, this is not a Twitter fight anymore, right? This is hundreds of millions of dollars. These are, as Phil said, some pretty scary, powerful characters that we're dealing with over here in Saudi Arabia. So he's trying to use it as leverage against the PGA Tour. And as far as how successful that will be, it's like I said, it's a weird place. He's not, he doesn't have the impact as a player that he used to, but he clearly still has huge impact. He won the PIP. He still has huge impact as uh, a voice. So, we just have this very unique uh, situation here with the Saudi tour. Bryson has kind of been a lot of strange things since that announcement came out with 130 million. Some people are saying, Hey, he's taking it. He gets to play in the three majors. Uh, He's had some injuries. He's of course, there's been tons of speculation with the injuries. He pulls out right around the time of the tournament. A lot of uh, 
uh, coincidence, coincidences happening. And then we've got folks on the other side. John Rom comes out and says, hey, I am, I am PGA Tour for life. I'm getting it tattooed on my chest. On the same day that he wins the DP World Tour Player of the Year, okay, comes out, wins the Seve Ballesteros Award for DP World Tour Player of the Year and says, by golly, I am a PGA Tour fanatic. Sign me up. Put the tattoo on my chest. Lock me in. So, you know, take that as you may. Uh, like I said, we mentioned Charlie Hoffman. So all this is about to come to a head. And it's going to come to a head on uh, the weekend of the players, I believe. And we're going to have some guys that I would imagine are going to be announced as being part of this league, as being signed up, that are in the players. And this is the PGA Tour's backyard. So sparks are going to fly. I'm assuming ticket prices to the players just shot up. I'm going to go look at StubHub after I finish recording this episode. But this is going to get wild because now I've got three unanswerable questions uh, concerning basically this whole, uh, I guess, the, the groundwork that I've just laid. is Number one is who, and it's going to be answerable here in a couple of weeks. Who is jumping ship? Uh, Kokrak sounds like he is, is, is not committed, but he's committed. Are we going to get – what kind of player is it? Is it going to be are the top 10 guys going to have enough enticement to stay on the PGA tour besides Bryson? We've already discussed Bryson. This is kind of perfect for him. He's a, he's an outcast. Um, he would have basically a, a ton of control on the Saudi Arabia tour. That's another thing about the, the Saudi tour that Phil has been working on. He's giving players complete control. Shout out Charlie Hoffman. Sounds like a good place for him. But the, the, the three unanswerable questions is who, Who's going to be on this tour? And they've got 20 right now. And that doesn't mean they're stopping at 20, right? You're going to have to pull some other guys. You can't just have, have 20 players. And then how long can this keep up? We've talked about TV, the issue with, with TV and not, and not, it just, you know, when the Olympics are across the country, that's a week or two where maybe you stay up to watch something that you're really excited about, but most likely you're going to watch a replay. It's going to be tough to get prime time unless you bring the Saudi tour to America which I am 100%. I think if you're a Saudi operations guy, that's what you do. You come to America, you find some badass courses, and you pay them a, a ton of money because you clearly the pockets are incredibly deep. You've got to bring this tour to America for a tour. But anyway, how long does this work? And that's where it's an issue for Bryson and not for Phil. If this works for a year or two and it folds and they won't let Phil come back, whatever. He'll play in the Masters. He'll play in the three majors. He'll, I mean, he doesn't seem to care anything about the Champions Tour. He'll go on off into the sunset. Bryson, on the other hand, would be in a horrible position. Does a DP World Tour pick him back up? Can he make up with the PGA Tour if it doesn't work out? Or does the Saudi Tour kind of turn into a, a, uh, a feasible long-term option for these guys? Uh, that's, I, that's, that's unanswerable, and it will be unanswerable for a while, I would imagine. The third question, and this is the most interesting question to me, is what kind of impact does this Saudi tour have on the PGA Tour? Phil has already made it abundantly clear, crystal clear. The only reason he's involved with the Saudi tour is to A, stick it to the PGA Tour, and to B, to make, to make changes, to use it as leverage. So 
you know, he's not he's not doing a sneak attack here, right? It's all up in front of him. The PGA Tour is going to have plenty of time to to make its own uh, offense. But how much impact does this have on the PGA Tour? We're going to find out soon when we find out what players it is, right? Because the the bigger the names, the more impact it's going to have. The, the PGA Tour runs off of its players. It runs off of the names. It runs off of being able to advertise. That's why they want these guys who are winning the PIP to play in a tournament they don't normally play in. They're trying to, they want, they've got to have big names at every tournament. That's how the PGA Tour succeeds. That's its entire business model is having the biggest golf stars in the world in their grasp. And as Phil would say, it's uh, become, uh, what was the word, a dictatorship. Obviously, Phil will say anything. He's a big uh, rebel rouser. He likes to rouse the rebels. But it's interesting to note that the PGA Tour will have to deal with this. And up until now, they can they can uh, they can say, hey, with it, you know, this, this is not a big deal. We don't there, there's nothing real yet. But when that announcement comes out, when you're playing your tournament in your backyard, it's going to be an issue and you're going to have to deal with it. And you're not just going to deal with Bryson and Phil. You're going to deal with the other 20 guys who just signed on. And if this doesn't pan out in a year or two, then you may have to deal with 20 guys who want to come back to the PGA tour and are ready to make it a PR nightmare for you if you don't. So lots of different things happening with the Saudi tour. Uh, It's finally coming together. This is exciting for those of us who just like to watch the world burn because uh, finally we're getting more concrete plans. The players is going to be awesome. It's TPC Sawgrass. It's one of the best tournaments of the year. And now we've got drama to look forward to. Now we are just waiting for this announcement. When in golf do we have announced? announcements that we just sit and wait for we've been waiting for tiger to come back also by the way tiger show he's coming back you're damn sure right he is he's probably going to win three to four more tournaments four to five more majors easily anyway another episode another discussion for another time things are about to get wild the tour is going to have to address it phil is pulling all of his weight and he is making the biggest power move of all time and i love it because he knows exactly what he's capable of. He knows exactly what he holds in his hand. Bryson's got to be scared to death, okay? I just personally, Bryson is scared to death, number one, because he's just kind of a scaredy cat, and the Saudis are nobody to joke with. But he has maybe the most to lose out of anybody who's been attached to the tour, right? I mean, I don't – that the DJs, Kepkas, uh, Cantleys, Morikawas, I just don't see it. I would be shocked. JT – be absolutely shocked if those guys come. But you have to remember, Kokrak said it best. There's some money. There's some serious dinero for your sombrero in Saudi Arabia. So I would like to thank our sponsors, betonline.ag, Swannies. Check them out. New line is dropping soon. Uh, Primo Golf Apparel, some of the best golf pants in golf. Obviously, as all the best people do, I made my notes for the show on the back of my mortgage statement. I'm not going to give them a shout out because they don't sponsor the show, but if they would like to, they can reach out. My mortgage guy, what's up? David Kirkland, you know who you are. Let's do this. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me for episode 139, the first solo episode. It took us 139 for somebody to get on here, and I really thought I was going to be funnier. I don't think I was that funny, but I tried to bring some insight and the Saudi tour, because there's so many different storylines happening all at once, and I was trying to bring it all together for you. I hope you enjoyed it. I had an absolute blast. 
there's something to be said about not being able to fight Ben on the show. There's also something to be said about not being interrupted. <clears throat> but anyway, I hope he doesn't listen to this. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. For those of you who started this YouTube video, had major disappointment when it was just me and made it all the way to the end, thank you. For the 3% of you who listen just because I'm on the show, thank you. Signing off episode 139, the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.